Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that is muy espantoso i think that's uh, frightening right <laughs> sure okay fair enough my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're going back to the well and welcoming back a returning <coughs> guest who is here to update us on all the comings and going with their organization and to talk a little bit about a festival coming up here in kansas city that we call panic film festival but before we go any further, let me remind you, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our past episodes at BoomHowdy.com. But if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. It all up in your ear hole. Doing it monthly, you guys, or in this case, weekly as it is. Uh, we've got a few events that are going on that we want to talk about briefly. Um, on January 25th, it's a Monday night. <laughs> This is exciting. Our sister podcast, The Nerds of Nostalgia, we're going to be doing a monthly, we're hosting a monthly movie night at Tapcade, which any of you have not been there, that is the Arcade Movie Theater. Yeah, arcade, bar, food emporium. Just all the, all the stuff you need to be a growing mm-hmm. nerd, basically. Oh, yeah. uh, but we're going to be doing a movie night there, and on the uh, January 25th, we're going to do our Ode to USA Up All Night, mm-hmm. but you don't know the movie until you show up. But I can promise you, it is a... Boner jam. A boner jam, or as it's known in the uh, the proper world, a sex comedy. Uh, but we will then also be recording a live epico- episode of uh, Nerds of Nostalgia. Yeah, afterwards. there'll be uh, trivia, prizes, uh, food specials, beer specials. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can guarantee that. Um, it's going to be a blast. We're doing it monthly. This is, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you can just basically come in and sit down with us and record an episode. It's and that's what we're going to do. We're going to get the audience involved when we record the live episode of the podcast. So January 25th at Tapcade, definitely check that out. And then more importantly here, uh, February 5th through the 7th, we have the 4th uh, or 5th, is it the it's fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth time coming through here. The Panic Film Festival, guys, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for. Oh, and nerds are going to be representing hard. We at this really place. are. In fact, um, Boom Howdy is going to have a very uh, pronounced presence there at the Panic Film Festival, and such. So will Nightmare Junkhead. Uh huh. And so we got our own booth, y'all. I know. Oh, you definitely all better be coming by and uh-huh. saying hi, y'all. We're getting really southern today. I don't know what it is. Well, we are the Midwest. I declare. <laughs> I'm getting the vapors in. <laughs> so on February 5th at 10 o'clock, we're going to be hosting the uh, Cabin Fever reboot. And honestly, Panic Film Festival, those that you haven't been there before, it is a combination of feature-length films, short films, vendors. It's anything genre horror-related for the mm-hmm. most part. Just horror and sci-fi. And, and there's drink specials. Oh, yeah. And again, this is at the Screenland Armor. Where, where the Wolf Cop incident happened. That happened at Panic Fest. Yeah, if so. any of you are familiar with the podcast, you know what happened with Wolf Cop. But on, the fi- uh, on February 5th at 10 o'clock, we're going to be hosting the Cabin Fever reboot. Then the next day, February 6th, we're going to be really busy. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, 6 o'clock, we're actually going to be hosting. We're going to be doing a live episode of Nightmare Junkhead mm-hmm. at, the, uh, at, the, at Panic Film Fest. So mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about? Who knows? Who knows? you got to show up to find out. It's gonna, I guarantee you will be entertained. Uh, then at 9.30 that evening, we're doing the Panic Pod. And this is where we've got 
almost all the hosts right. from the variety of podcasts in the Boom Howdy Network. Like a podcast Thunderdome. It's going to be great, man. We've got, you know, five podcasters entering. Yeah. Nobody leaves on the yeah, no, We all lose, I think, with that one, unfortunately. But more importantly, at 1 o'clock on February 6th, which is Saturday, we're going to be hosting the Short Film Showcase. And we've got seven shorts, including... Uh, Grammy from local up-and-coming director here, Kansas City Talent, Jill Six, mm-hmm. and also Traditions from another young up-and-coming filmmaker, uh, Hannah Smith. Mm-hmm. So really excited for that. But, yeah, which brings us to why we're recording tonight. Yes, in fact, um, you have heard her on the podcast before. She's going to be making her second appearance talking with us, guys. She is the teddy bear wrestling champion and one of the brightest upcoming directors in the horror scene. Oh, and don't forget, she's fine like wine. (laughs) Please welcome back to the podcast, Gigi Guerrero. Gigi, how are you? Thank you. What a great intro. Well, Teddy you know, Bear cha- wrestling champion. Well, <laughs> That's everything I've always wanted to be. Thank you. Honestly, it's it's that it's the image that came from you know El Gigante. It's just still it's one of my favorite things that's happened last. But year. But instead of a belt made out of skin, it's a belt made out of like felt. Felt. And yeah. So- yeah. <laughs> but she is not alone this time, you guys. She has brought some other members of the Luchagor team. Go team Luchagor! Darn right. So Gigi, who have you brought with us tonight? What I brought the Luchagor's sexiest voice member. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be a part of this. Yeah, no, thank you, Raynor, and it's Raynor Shima, which is honestly that is just an unbelievably like metal name. It just sounds like you should should be a character in Game of Thrones. Like that is just the greatest name ever. Do you send copies of? weird name because Rainer's a German last name, right? And then my last name is actually Japanese, so if I, if I, if I was to kind of combine them, I'd be full access. Full access. <laughs> oh, man. Nice WW2 reference for our academics out there. Uh, so before we get into all of the good stuff you guys are doing right now, um, please remind our listeners, where can they find you guys out on the social media? Definitely. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Rain. Well, you can find us on Facebook at Luchagor Productions, and then obviously we have our website, which is luchagorproductions.com, and then we're also on Twitter. And now on Instagram. And now just recently we finally bit the bullet and uh, posting some of the stuff that you wouldn't see on Facebook uh, on Instagram, which is also Luchagor Productions as well. So. We have, we have, you know, our access into, you know, all those little tie-ins. But I think the next big step is to eventually go on Periscope, and it's something that's slowly starting to boom. And I think it's a cool little interactive piece that maybe one day we're on set, we can host something for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and people want to come on and see what we're doing. It'd be really cool to bring that on there. And you guys are definitely developing a really good online presence uh, with the social media. So I think that's kind of the next logical extension for you guys. But you mentioned that Instagram was that one you finally got onto. What what was the initial? Was there just like, ugh, just more pictures? or I think maybe more nacho. <laughs> yeah, more nacho. Much more nacho. He's, you know, the, the mascot. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I just noticed that... Um, uh, a, lot, a lot of production companies have it, or even a lot of horror uh, websites have it, too. And one of our other Luchagor members, his name's Dale, uh, he does our website and some of our promo. He was like, you guys really need Instagram. And 
when he started showing me numbers, because he's all like computer number savvy about all that stuff, he he proved to me how much more traffic really happens on Instagram and how much more people look at Instagram more than Twitter and Facebook now. So, unless you're so right, we right, just right. kind of yeah um, <laughs> yeah unless you're a orangutan, which we'll explain later. What that is. I was gonna say, I know I'm waiting for the explanation, but that's cool. That's a slow okay, burn, so nice reveal. Now, orangutan, which will change your life, is the best. It's literally spelled orangutan on Instagram. Yeah, he's the best, ass, he's the best ass photographer ever. On Instagram. On Instagram. And, <laughs> and, and Snapchat now. Yeah, Snapchat. I, yeah. yeah, he takes the most beautiful pictures of butts. An orangutan? I don't, I don't know if you're a big fan of butts, but it may, it may make you a believer now. I don't know. But, I, yeah. Uh, I'm I've just... never been a big fan of butts. As, I... as we're talking, we're looking at it right now. Yeah, I Lucha Butt Productions. I have to add to Gigi on that. Is it's, it's definitely another platform for you to be engaging with, mm-hmm. you know, fans and viewers and it's it's cool to post a little bit of extra things that you might not get on Facebook or something like that. Exactly. You can, you can have there, right? And, and Instagram has a huge following of people that, you know, are horror, horror fans. It. Yeah, we highly recommend it. And it's companies are doing that all the time now, too. So it's it's a lot of work, but it, the payoff in the end, it's, it's you're, you're reaching out to people that may not be on Facebook or may not be on Twitter, right? So it's it's trying to get your foot in all those little door steps, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, in today's day and age, you have to really have those those outlets and the online presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the uh, what has the interaction been like for you guys with uh, people that are fans of your work? I think it's been really great. It, it's it's been so far. You know, we've been slowly building up our fan base, and it just keeps on growing. And you know, we have a few hardcore fans that have been always constantly supporting us, and 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 they're they've been really. They've been awesome. We actually had one uh, a couple months back, I think in October, the British Horror Film Festival in London, England. We had a, one of our big fans represent us out there, and uh, it was great. It, it, for him, it was just amazing that we even asked him to do that. Obviously, we couldn't be there, so we always try to you know, give, give back in, the, in that sort of sense, is that if there's people that are huge fans, and, and if we can't be there, and, you know... We we'll, give them our filmmakers' pass. We give them my filmmakers' pass so they can go have fun and, and, and represent us in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a crapshoot occasionally, I'm sure. Yeah. Nothing's but, backfired yet, but, um, no, it's you know it's something that we try to stay true to ourselves and, and be engaging like that, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to do that at the same time, right? So... Well, as it's long just, as nobody burns bridges, then we're okay. Exactly. And, well, it's just such a really weird and kind of phenomenal age to live in right now because we've talked about this on the podcast before. But back in the day, if we could have interacted with, like, a Sam Raimi or a John Carpenter, you know, the way that people are interacting with you guys as, you know, up-and-coming filmmakers, I, just, I can't even fathom that. Yeah. Just the, you know, the connection that you're developing with this fan base. And I think primarily because you guys are still – building your name your reputation you're going to have these lifelong fans right because that makes you more endearing to the people who really enjoy your work and your fans i mean being able to like really connect with you guys they're going to like really cement luchagor brand in their minds and hearts yeah no totally and it's always um you know at the end of the day we are also fans of the genre right so we we totally love just interacting back because I mean we 
we're fans as well. So why not, you know, share the awesomeness of, of what horror is, right? So... And that's the one thing too. The sure. horror community is such a lo- there's such a loyal fan base. Number one, I think a lot yeah, of them. Oh God! Yeah. Horror fans are the craziest fans. Now yeah. speaking of, have you guys had? Has anyone tattooed <clears throat> any of your characters or any of the logos or anything that you've seen so far? We did have one guy that he he was actually gonna get the Luchador skull. Our logo we have. Mm-hmm. He said he was going to do it. He was going to do it, but then he didn't do it. So that was, uh, that was close. I know. I got excited. I was like, "Oh my god! Somebody's actually going to tattoo our company logo." Like, no, that's awesome. Yeah, was that excitement? But then it, did it transition to like anxiety? Going, "Oh my god! Where where are they going to put our company's logo? You know, permanently on their body? That's right, right on right on the butt. Yeah, for the yeah, right, right on the butt. Right of the yeah. orangutan take yeah. pictures of. Uh, for the somebody <laughs> in San Diego did a cosplay of Luchador. Nice. Girls put up in Day of the Dead. Oh yeah. Uh, outfit of one of our characters from our Day of the Dead uh, short in the anthology Mexico Barro. I was at the San Diego Festival, um, called Horrible Imagining Film Festival, and uh, my film Mexico Barro was going to play that night. You know, to represent uh, our team Luchador, <clears throat> and yeah, this girl showed up in full Day of the Dead. Uh, you know, outfit, full-on sugar skull makeup, everything, just because she's such a huge fan of Luchador. And I was so pumped. I was like, no way. That was really cool. I was going to say, what what does that really, truly feel like? Is it one of those... Because you guys have accomplished so much in a short amount of time. Um, and, and the accolades you're receiving now, it's like every day I go on Twitter, Facebook, I'm just seeing more, you know... Luchagore love. Yes, a lot of Luchagore love out there. Um, what has that journey been like for you guys? It's been amazing. And you know what? We still, like, we all still can't believe that we have, that we're building so many fans. And, and even people come up to us here locally in Vancouver or mm-hmm. even when we go to somewhere else and people know who we are it's just so overwhelming and it's so it feels extremely rewarding that people everywhere in the world are seeing our work i think that's at the end of the day what matters the most is that our work is really getting out there and people are really enjoying it um you know i think i think the biggest thing i just even for example Obviously, I don't have a beautiful face as much as Gigi do, but oh, the sexy, sultry you. voice I have turns people it. on somehow. Um, <laughs> I'm still better looking. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, we all have our day jobs and all that stuff, and one of my my, my gigs is that I, I maintain a, uh, down at the Delta Port as I work on the big heavy-duty forklifts of Fantuzies and stuff, and, you know, these are big union guys that are making nothing but cash, and and all but one day I just came in there and they're like, hey, we've seen you somewhere. We've seen you on a website. One of the guys knows you. And I'm like, who? And he's like, pointed and he's like, that guy over there. He said he's seen your face on some horror websites because he's a horror fan. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. He's like, we're rooting for you guys now. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting oh, how things grow, right? Because that could have went in a bad direction real quick. I've seen you on, yeah. a, seen you on a website. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what one? Yeah. What one? Young, I needed the money. It's cool, okay? We've all been there. No, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of fascinated with the fact that everything has grown organically just in terms of, the number one, the consistency of the material you guys put out is the one thing that really sticks out to me. 
I just know at this point that Luchador, anything that's Luchador Productions, I know I'm going to get a quality quality output. And I'm just kind of curious, um, what do you really um, give credit to that to? Because I know you've got a huge production team, um, all the way from artists, special effects, and all that. How have you put that team together? Oh, man, it's, it's been quite the journey. Because it started with only three of us, two of us. It started with my best friend Luke and me. Uh, back in second year of film school. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. Well, it's not that long ago, but back in the day. <laughs> back in 1973. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> back in my bingo days. No, um, <laughs> so, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, it started out with just Luke and myself in film school. Then, um, we met our other co-founder, Gordon, because it's, it's four of us who co-founded Luchagor. Uh, and Gordon was a year a year under us at film school. And uh, we were like, hey, let's make a, a zombie short. And that was our first film ever. I, I was like 19 or 20 when we made that. That was our first movie. And uh, you, can, you can see it on YouTube. It's called Dead Crossing. We always love looking back at it. But since that little short everything we kept making we kind of started bringing a new person in like after dead crossing um that competed at a local festival a makeup artist who's our makeup artist forever now she approached us and said oh my god i loved your short anything you need let me know we worked with her once and we stayed with her since um we worked rainer worked on one of our later shorts just as a set decorator, and we fell in love with Rainer. Now he produces everything we make, and you know, so on and so forth. We've had the same, you know, camera team. We've had the same lighting guys and and uh, the same sound designers. Like everything just kind of grew. Composer. Yeah, or... the same composer. Like every short we would make, it would bring, it would invite someone new, and we would just keep that family going. Um, and one of just, us, one of us. Oh, it worked really, yeah, it just worked really cool. I mean, of course, you know, you meet certain people, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to work with them again, you know, but in this case, it kind of was total opposite. Everybody we worked with just clicked so well, also because I think they were interested in working on what we were making, because here in Vancouver, uh, not a lot of people were making horror from <laughs> what I know. I know in our school... Luke and I were the only ones in our entire class interested in making gore during school. I think so. It's very cool that the people that are involved in Lucha Gore have the same passion and feeling of what we make. Uh-huh. You know, also meeting new people, but totally the ones that we clicked with have stayed with us in every single project. And, and I think it's been really. Cool. I think the biggest thing too is is that like when we when we when we run our sets and how we operate it's so much fun. <laughs> you know, of course. One biggest thing is, is you know, to get the job done and, and do it well and have a good quality content is that our biggest thing is to treat everybody equally in the sense that, you know, we're not we're not there to have this crazy authority over everybody. Everybody's there on their own time and their own dime kind of thing, right? Like obviously our main goal is to eventually pay everybody for everything <laughs> that they've done. So that's why we're working our way up to, to that point. But it's it's always been a thing is that everybody always feels welcomed and a part of the team and their creative input adds to it. So what you see is just not a 
couple of us. It's all of us together getting this this project done and and made with uh, a lot of quality and a lot of love. So yeah, it's it's just amazing to see that we've we've come this far and have, have acquired such an amazing crew of people and, and even the cast that we always bring on have been so great to work with and it's just yeah everything's just been falling in the right place at the at the right time I guess for us and it's something that we always continue to look forward and, and bring new people on and, and and try to build it up because that's that's what we're trying to do as a company and, and you know build a name for ourselves that you know hey people are going to want to work with us or hear word of mouth that you know these guys are really fun to work with and you know you're going to have a good time obviously there's times where it's going to be stressful but you know we still try to keep that mood light in the sense where you know we, we know it's tough but you know we got to get it done and still have a good time at the same time so mainly people will just hear luke Gigi, and myself digging at each other so that's <laughs> yeah we're the only ones that fight on say hey yeah yeah so Gigi hasn't yeah. turned into like stanley kubrick yet and like being be the hell out of casting crew or anything right it's actually usually luke and me versus rainer because rainer will be not only producer but he's always first ad and for those who don't know what that is basically it's the guy that manages the time during set like he, run makes, set. he runs the set he makes sure we're on schedule you know and keeps keeps things going and organized so luke and i we're the ones always bickering against Rainer, Rainer against us, because we're the ones trying to make the shot look pretty. And Rainer's like, you only have 30 seconds. <laughs> you need five more minutes. And so everybody's fine, but it, it's always us that end up, end up hating each other. And then once we say, and that's a wrap, we all hug, because <laughs> we, we screamed at each other so mean. <laughs> well, but it looks like on all the pictures that I see of like behind the scenes and stuff like that, you guys are just look like you have general fun making these movies and that fun and love shows in the final product because I'm a huge fan of your guys' stuff. I mean, Madre de Dios was great. Uh, El Gigante like made one of my, uh, made my top 10 shorts of 2015 last year. So, yeah. So yeah, it, it definitely shows that you guys are having a good time doing what you do and you're doing what you do well. Exactly, and you know, and that's so important. Like I've, you know, I've I've taken part in a lot of independent productions, and and sometimes having so much stress is just not worth it, you know. And it's just all about having fun because everybody's there for the same reason to make something really cool. So definitely for us, having fun is the most important part of ma of making a film you know because yeah. at the end of the day it's just to enjoy it it's not a competition it's not anything like that you know it's just to make art so and you mentioned it before uh, that you you guys are still fans, you know, first and foremost. And I really think that does show through in your films because when I watch these, I'm I'm always I'm just always impressed. Number one, at just how good they look, just in terms of the production value, which I think I can t thank you for that on that, uh, Rainer. Uh, but yeah, just in terms of uh, just oh, stop that, you guys. <laughs> Uh, but the, the 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 fact that there's there's just so much love put into it. Um, do you think having that kind of like friction in terms of kind of the idea of the the creative side, um, kind of meshing with the production side, or just kind of the reality of things? Like you said, you know, you it we want you want the shots to look good, but you're also under a time restraint, a budget restraint. Do you feel those restraints really bring the best out of you guys as artists? I think I think yeah, because 
we're so limited. Yeah. We're so limited to what we have, right? So we have to be creative on on the fly, right? So and, it, and it's good to have that pressure because you give yourself a timeline, a deadline, right? Yeah. So like, you don't also want to be so relaxed because then you don't. You could also forget to take something a little more serious. There's right? this there, when you when you probably plan a shoot. Um, you know, when you have the money and all that, you you can have that time. But even on on, on a lot of features too, you, you're pressed for time because time is money, right? And and that's the thing is that the more prepared you are going into your filming, the better, the better you have, and the the more you can get done. If, if you're kind of going in, oh, let's just make a movie. We have like eight hours, and we don't know what we're gonna make. It's gonna get stressful. But like, if you have your shots perfectly planned, and you're not overshooting stuff, if you're confident in what you need and know what you need to get. You, you can do it in a reasonable time if you have the crew too. Because like, we've had very little people sometimes, and we've managed to do it and finish it in like eight hours. And <laughs> what you see is what you get. And you know, we spend our time really, you know, finessing our ideas to the point where okay, we know we can do this. We're not overshooting um, our our expectations and and failing on it, right? You know, we're not 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 to say we're playing it safe either, but. You know, there's just moments where we just carefully plan it, and if we have to linger on on a one scene or one shot for a little bit longer, we will. Um, and it's just combining shots and stuff. So, you know, definitely, I think it. Uh, but every every short definitely makes us learn how to become faster and better at what we do. You know, and I, and I always recommend this to a lot of people starting out in film: don't be afraid to go out and shoot stuff, because really, the reason we are so fast and so efficient on how we shoot is because we've shot so much. You know, in only three years, three and a half years, we have over 18 shorts. That's a lot. So it's five that's, years that, now. Yeah. So like a lot. Well, five now. Well, five, well, okay. Three years since we became Luchador, five since we all started working. <laughs> um, but, you know, in such a short amount of time, that, that's a lot of shorts. But at the same time, although some, you know, are not really that good, but we totally learn from those. So totally to everybody that's just starting out, just make stuff. Just go grab a camera and make stuff passionately. And Tell a good really story cool and, and find a good team. I think that's the biggest thing. It, obviously, it comes down to your story too, right? And it's, it's one of the biggest things. Like, can you make it engaging enough for people that are going to watch it to feel entertained by it or sad or laugh or, you know, it's something that you have to look into. There's so many moving parts into making a film for it to all go right and, and be very successful. You really need to have the careful planning and the team. But And, yeah, just start off small and, and work your way up. I think that's the biggest thing is we all have these dreams to make it a big movie one day and all that stuff. It, it takes time. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay your dues first, right? <laughs> it's, it's a cliched saying, but it is very true. Even if it's just you a know, bunch or, of you know, or win that goddamn Powerball lottery that I didn't win, <laughs> right? Well, you're still not over that, Rainer. I know. Oh my god! Holding the grudge, even... man. <laughs> I hold a huge no, no. I know. But, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you damn you, know. Powerball. <laughs> I was banking on it. I quit my job. And said, I, I want it. I want it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm kind of curious then, just, you know, based on where you guys started from, where you're at, what has been going on with Lucha Gore Productions? Because like I said to the to our listening audience, if you're following them on the social media, you know a lot of stuff is going on. So I don't know if this is hard for you guys, but I want you to brag about yourselves because 
you've been doing you've been getting a lot of attention and I deservedly so but Tell us a little bit about that, because that's got to be exciting. Even if it's about just orangutans pig taking pictures of butts. <laughs> no, I, no I could, seriously, I, I want to hear your guys' reaction to orangutan, because, like, <laughs> yeah, like, Rainer will literally just turn his phone, show me the, the, the picture of the day, and, I, and my reaction's always like, Lord have mercy on that girl. Like, <laughs> like some of those pictures are so beautiful. You know? But anyway, enough about orangutan. <laughs> You will see what we talk about. I know. This is the anticipation is kind of killing me right now. This is just no good. Uh, but, yeah, you guys have been making the rounds now um, with the shorts, uh, been working with some other talent. Tell us a little bit about what's going on right now. Yeah, no, they're – oh, man, they're so – well, in Christmas <laughs> time, we released a, a video that went viral, like over half a million views. Got to, on, on Facebook, we, we were so – Shocked, like that's a definitely record for Luchagord since Evil Den 60 Seconds. Uh, yeah, we made a, a, a Christmas short called A Luchagord Christmas, and uh, Crip TV and Eli Ross featured it. And it, and it just it just skyrocketed in views. We were like, whoa, and that was so cool. Um, so that happened, and then Gigante is almost finishing its festival run and it's still winning awards we we just got one a couple days ago um for best short at macabre film festival it's in long island i believe uh-huh. and um madre uh madre de dios which means mother of god that one's gonna start a, a festival run probably not as big as gigante because we're super broke but <laughs> <laughs> a little one uh, so we're excited to see what the world thinks of that short. We'll see how that goes. And that is and the one, one we are playing. Yep, yeah, that's that's the one we're screening at Panic Fest. So, yeah, 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 that's the one that's going to be playing at Panic Fest. So we'll see what people think. Question. And um, some bigger things. We, we're going to, we're working still really hard for El Gigante feature. We're yes, so pumped. We're still developing so that. We're still developing and, and close, then... to, close to, you know, finessing the, the funding and all that. But it's, Looking good. But I'm most, yeah, the the one that we can't say just yet. Well, we can tease you with our biggest news. Tantalize us. I know, it's titillating, right? (laughs) (laughs) But this is a really big opportunity for ourselves and the rest of our team. And, and, you know, we've got asked to work with a really big company out in L.A. to develop a new project um, for them. But it's big, like big, like very for us it's very big no that's right. i can i'm imagining it right now right. it's huge big you know gargantuan it's massive we all kind of have to take a second and do, you know take a look back at it and just be like wow like this is this is well no, it, let, let me tell you the truth oh my when, let me tell you <laughs> when it actually happened i got the phone uh, the phone call and i totally did not believe it i thought i was like that was the fakest thing i've ever heard and i did not buy it I was like, that's not real. <laughs> so I just said to the person, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, sounds good. Can we do a second meeting? Can I bring my producer, Rainer? Uh, or can I just pass you to my my producer, Rainer, to talk to? And and the person's like, yeah, yeah, please, please. This is an immediate thing. And, and I call Rainer. I'm like, hey, you're totally going to get a super fake phone call. <laughs> I'm just shoving you the problem now so we can take care of it. <laughs> do, do your role. Take care of this. Yeah, I was like, here, Rainer, do take care of it. And sure enough, on that second Skype call, I happened to 
be hanging out with Rainer, so it was both of us who uh, attended the Skype call, and 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 it was the most real thing that <laughs> Rainer and I had our jaws to the ground of no way this is happening. Like it's it's whoa, you yeah. know. And and since then it, it's been really it's been intense couple of months working for this company, really getting the real experience of what it's like working for a very big client and uh it's 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 definitely a blessing in disguise to get this this kind of experience before our first feature so we're, once we're this definitely can, learning a once lot. this can be announced people will have the same the same reaction we did of no way yeah, we're, we're just we're just really ecstatic to be at that position in our time and even in our lives for where we're at and, and to have this opportunity which is hopefully the start of something even more down the road <clears throat> is that we get to really get creative with this and um, yeah. and work with an amazing team in, in LA to develop this project uh, along with, with so ourselves. Soon. So yeah, we hope soon. So hopefully, okay. hopefully they'll, they'll announce it and you know, this big little mystery secret will just be released and you guys can Feel whatever you want to feel. Maybe we can. Yeah. Nar- uh, maybe I'll narrate everything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. One, one last little project is we we might be taking up on uh, a new uh, sci-fi anthology that will be coming horror. out. Um, it looks like we're the only horror team in the anthology. So oh, even better. Uh, yeah, so definitely it'll be our first time making something sci-fi. Related. Nacho uh, in space. So definitely for all those Luchador fans, stay tuned on what this sci-fi anthology is because uh, we'll be announcing that very soon. Awesome. And then you got the uh, women in horror coming up, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, genius. We just shot uh, a few days ago. Oh, my God. On Sunday. Yeah, we shot oh, wow. on last weekend our women in horror blood drive segment for Jen and Sylvia Soska. Um, this segment that we made will definitely make people turn their heads of what the fuck. <laughs> yes. Like, seriously, our writer Shane really went out there with this one. It's very simple, but definitely the most what the fuck short, I think. It's a good, it's a, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it, because I was like, okay, Shane, we really have no money. Can you make something really good with no money? And in 30 seconds, he gave me this idea, and I was like, that's perfect. And Shane's like, really? That's, like, very uh, controversial, isn't it? Are you sure? Like, are you not insulted by my writing? I was like, no, it's perfect. He's like, you like that? I wasn't even sure if I liked it. I was worried you stopped talking to me. (laughs) Sorry. So I, I did tell Jen and Sylvia, I was like, hey, girls, like, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Oh, my goodness. Or if a few people get insulted by this one. It's just the subject matter is a touchy one. I'm so intrigued. We'll see yeah. how people react. We'll see if people can take it I... in, a, in a light-hearted way like we tried. <laughs> Honestly, so, you... I really like it. Like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be filmmaking if you didn't stir up the pot. Just right, exactly. Right. You know, it's not like we went crazy. My, but... my parents looked at me when I showed them the footage. They were like, you did not. Oh, like, wow, oh, yes. shit. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Brought to you by Team Luchagor. <laughs> <laughs> for, for getting to 
uh, overhyped about him. He's not that bad, but but I don't know. It's just me narrating it, man. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Just a, you just get you know it's a still screen and you just get the dulcet tones of Rainer just over it and it's like ah oh, that's comforting that's so nice <laughs> interior scene Very, one scary somehow but yes I feel okay with it well I'm kind of curious also just in terms of not necessarily the shenanigans that you guys get involved with behind the scenes but you talked about how it's important to keep you know the the morale up and everything are you guys shooting any behind the scenes stuff for eventual releases uh, like DVD or anything like that because you know the horror fans mm-hmm. love their special features um, are you doing anything uh, like that right now we haven't thought about it but that's actually a good that's idea and you mentioned it yeah I know <laughs> special thanks to you yeah. guys yeah that's yeah. <laughs> Wow! Look at you guys already one step ahead of us. Right now. I'm, you know, we're yeah. consu- we're consu- we're consumers at our you know heart. You know, I'm just saying. But it just sounds like the the picture that you guys paint in regards to you know everything that goes on there it would be kind of fascinating to watch, especially for those aspiring filmmakers that are out there. That you know, it's one thing to you know listen to a podcast, hear your guys' advice, but it's another to kind of see what you're going through. Now, is that too much though? Is like you know revealing the magic trick, you know, if you will, the man behind the curtain, exactly, or is that something that you know what? I don't honestly. I don't think so because nowadays you can look up anything on the internet of what people are exactly. doing and, and what's going on behind the scenes and all that stuff on any movie, right? Like I'm a huge fan of Mad Max, uh, <laughs> yes. and when I when I was when I heard about Fury Road before it even came out, I just started going crazy. Mm-hmm. I want I need to see something. Like I don't care if it's behind the scenes. I tried to stray away from it. I just couldn't help myself. And I know they were posting up little snippets of it, but like, you know, that's something that you want. But like, I think for us, it'd be cool to do something like that because, you know, it keeps people, you know, it, it gives, I guess, the, the viewer or fans, you know, a good understanding of what you are like behind the camera, right? Mm-hmm. Just not like on Facebook or something like that. They're seeing you interact with people or, or on set or, or whatever, right? I think it's, it's great. Maybe for us to do something like a year end Lucha Gore review. <laughs> yeah. Right. At the- I, I want to have a lucha gore compilation one day because we have so yeah. much we have we have we have definitely over over an hour of cool shorts i think but i think a compilation would be really cool to have one day for for the fans nacho okay. from the crypt yeah. yeah oh that's so good oh no there it's there it's done the seed's <laughs> been planted oh my god <laughs> You can we're have like peanut butter. We're gonna have peanut butter in his mouth to make him talk. Talk. You're like, yeah, like welcome, kiddies. Yeah, we're gonna have people audition to do Nacho's voiceover. What a good idea! Can I, I like? like can I like I, you guys. Can I you throw in my part. audition tape right now? <laughs> yeah, this actually is part podcast, part audition, part audition. tape now. <laughs> Genius McGee Nacho audition take one. So what do you guys what do you guys think right at this point is kind of the future of Luchagor? Obviously you're talking about the super secret project you were just involved with. You've talked about El Gigante becoming a feature uh film. You know, what else do you guys have on the horizon right now? Ooh, are you gonna do something about your elf land and their Santa Land stories? Oh, that would be so good. I actually I feel like I don't even have to make a movie about Santa Land. I should just put hidden cameras at Santa Land and I bet you'll have a great movie. Yeah. Because it's so much that happens there. <laughs> It's a reality show for sure. I, but, think, um, I think just for us right now, it's just, yeah, yeah we're going to you know, continue to develop, you know, he got it, and hopefully that'll be our first feature we'll make of this year. We definitely want to continue with 
with well, everybody the wants to continue that. to feature. You know, yeah, that's the goal. That's the plan. I think the biggest thing is to make Gigante get it get it into the festival run and, and really see where it takes off. And you know, for your first feature film, it's it's a challenge to get it. But once you kind of get past that big hurdle. I think the door opens up even more. Yeah. And then, you know, I, ideally it's just, yeah, to continue to make movies and entertaining people and coming up with crazy new ideas and and, and just, just hopefully go that way. Like, you know, we, we have done a few commercials on a, year, a couple of years ago and stuff like that, but really our, our main focus is to make, you know, full-length movies. And, and, you know, if we have to continue to making short films, we will continue and perfecting ourselves until that day happens, so... Well, you guys are definitely building a brand. You're de- developing a reputation. You're developing a following. I can say, honestly, for, I'm very happy to kind of be on the bandwagon here initially mm-hmm. when it gets started because I really... Oh, you guys are awesome. Well, no, we really we really dig what you guys do. Um, like I said, the, the, consistent, the quality, the consistency, it's just blown me away with yeah. every short. I can't wait to get this started. If, for you listening at home, if you want to check them out, uh, definitely Luchagore, uh, check them out through the web. But if you're going to be in Kansas City... February sixth at one o'clock, you'll be able to see one of their shorts. Adios. Thank you for doing that. I yeah. always, I always sound so white when I try to speak Spanish. It's Sabado horrible. gigante. It's yeah, it's it's, a, char- it's it's what makes you you, and I think it's charming. Well, thank I you, thank you. We appreciate that. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so last time you were on the show, <laughs> we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to talk about wrestling bears or anything like that. Um, you <laughs> teased us with a like scary story that happened I think to your mom or your aunt about a, a crazy cult oh yeah speaking of which that's actually a, a story we as Luchador want to make in the future that's actually something that we've considered because it's uh, you know based on true events but also it'll be a, a very new it'll be a different direction for Luchador from our usual you know uh X-Mix, like, gritty style of filmmaking, it'll it'll definitely be a cool challenge to go more on the paranormal <clears throat> side um, of horror, like, very conjuring and the exorcist kind of horror. Um, so, definitely that's something we want to we wanna do in the future. Um, I know our writer, Shane, is uh, writing some potential ideas for that script and expanding our Luchagor Christmas short into a feature too. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, basically, um, uh, you, should I should I tell uh, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. story now? Yeah, or if like, you feel like it won't you, spoil it anything, because you know, you're like uh, you're like you teased us for like talking. I'm like, I'll tell you the rest next time. <laughs> Tales from Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> Tales from Nacho. I love that idea. It's happening. It's definitely happening. Or some special feature with just Nacho looking at the camera for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like Hypnotoad. Just <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of the devil, Nacho's coming into our room. Nacho. Hey, uh, Nacho. He knew uh, he was being summoned. He was like, you you rang. Yeah, no, definitely. So, uh, back when my mom was... so de- Okay, so before I start, lots of people who hear this will totally be like, that was totally not true you know it's, it wasn't it's, that scary or it's, <laughs> yeah whatever kind of attitude but it's so real and you know you have to be a believer in this kind of in these kinds of paranormal situations to kind of understand where 
where where it comes from. So definitely, if you're open to these stories, then you'll you'll enjoy this. Um, but yeah, when my mom was 14 years old, give or take, yeah, 14. So my uncle, her older brother, he must have been 18, 19, mm -hmm. a little bit older. Um, they lie. They were lying to my grandma that they were going to an after-school music program when really they were going to a cult following of some sort. Okay. Uh, yeah. There was this crazy teacher at my mom's school. Like she was very gypsy-like, uh, and this is in Mexico City, by the way. Um, that she, this teacher, felt this this presence, this other sixth sense. I guess you could call it from my uncle and my mom. As she told them that they should definitely consider coming to this um, to this group after school that, you know, you talk to the dead and all that. So my mom and my uncle were like, yeah, okay. So them being, you know, teens who don't give a shit about anything, they totally went just for fun. And my mom and my uncle realized, holy crap, we do have abilities that others don't. Um, my mom had medium, uh, you know, abilities that she never knew she had. And my uncle, I forget how you say it in English. I'm sure people listening know what I'm talking about, but it's when you, you can make yourself fall asleep and your soul can come out of your body and see. Astral projection. It. Yeah, it's like you can travel. Your soul can travel wherever. It's like the movie Insidious, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. So he didn't know he could do that. So long story short, both my mom and my uncle totally started taking advantage of what they can do to the point where they were abusing it. They were overly using and abusing it. And bad. they were basically opening portals and bad, and bad energy was starting to enter in. That bad things started to happen to my mom and my uncle that... Um, they had to stop going to this group because things started getting very scary, which those things are the things I'm still trying to get out of my mom so I can write the damn script. She, she's been able to tell me a few things that happened after, but I can see it in her eyes every time I try to get it out of her. It terrifies her. And my mom had to get a cleansing done in the deep, deepest parts of Mexico City where all the gypsies and uh, freaks are she had to get an intense cleansing so this, stop, this stuff could stop so you know they would crack a, uh, an egg on her hair and like do all these weird cleansing things so she could be fine both her and my uncle she had to put certain types of flowers in certain types in certain rooms she had to grab certain types of rocks to put in certain parts of the room. She had to do a lot of weird things to make stuff go away. And one of the only descriptions that she's been able to tell me is that one of the scariest things she saw is in the living room, she heard a noise and obviously went towards the noise to find out what it is, because that's what you do in a horror movie. You go, towards, <laughs> you go where death is waiting for you. Right. So she went, and in the living room, there was this giant, dark figure, like a huge, tall man, like almost like a Viking. And my mom describes that he had a fur on him and 
big red glowing eyes, almost like the devil, but it wasn't. And he had like a Viking fur coat, but he was so tall, like it was terrifying. And and since that moment on, like it, the stuff just wouldn't, it just wouldn't go away. So she she had to keep going back for more and more cleansings and. The energy was so bad on my uncle and especially my mom that the gypsy teacher lady told them they can't come to this group anymore. Oh, wow. So they got kicked out. Oh, man. Um, When gypsies kick you out, that shit's serious. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the middle chunk that I want to find out. What is this bad stuff that happened? But after that, the bits I know were... Things did start to calm down. You know, my mom met my dad, and my mom had my sister. My mom just kept following these rules, these rituals that the uh, gypsy ladies told her to do to be okay. And stuff did start to go away, but way before when my mom was pregnant with my sister, the gypsy lady told my mom, you know, when you have your second child, you're going to potentially experience these issues again. And that's me the horror filmmaker, right? And so, yeah, you're going to experience these things again, so be very careful. And apparently there was this, there was, well, not apparently because I saw it. There, there's, there was this crazy big, like, Tim Burton-looking candle that my mom saved from that cult group she went to. But apparently you use it for emergencies, she would say. And hmm. it, it totally looked like straight out of a Tim Burton movie. Huh. It was a weird looking big fat candle. It's the Lucha Girl Before Christmas. Right? Yeah. So Rainer's just laughing. Well this almost sounds like it could be like your first meta horror film. But you know what? You know, I mean where... maybe that's kinda cool because the I'm thinking like I'm listening to the story and it's like okay, it can happen again with the second child, right? You're the second child. But instead of you, instead of man, nightmares manifesting, you have this talent to manifest people's nightmares. nightmares. And so, in a way, the prophecy has come true, but you put a good spin on it. Totally. But no, but there, there's actually things that happen to us. When I turned, this is where the story continues, where when I turned 14, my mom's age when all this started, all hell went loose. And, and the stuff that happened, which I'll, I'll tell you, um, it made me change my mind completely about these paranormal situations, made me a huge believer in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we have never made a film about this stuff, Madre de Dios is kind of the first thing we made sort of touching on this stuff, not really. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm terrified of it. It's because I'm really scared to make a movie about this stuff. I'm scared to just even think about these subjects just because I'm terrified of it. Yeah. But... When I was when I was born, sure enough, like my mom forgot about what that gypsy lady said a while ago because my mom was like, I don't even know if I'll have a second child, right? So when I was born, immediately around like when I was two years old, three years old, when you're able to talk, you know, when you start to learn to talk, my way of being was so mature. And I wasn't quite a happy kid. I was very serious. I don't remember any of this, by the way. But um, I was very serious, very mature. And I was always really angry. I couldn't express what I wanted to say. You know, you're so young. You obviously can't 
talk perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I would point at things, and a lot of people have experienced this with their kids, but I would point at things on the walls or things on the street or something like that, and I, and I would say things like, that shouldn't be there. Why is this moved? Why does this look like that now? Things like, like that that my mom would be like, what the fuck? And my dad would just be like, oh, our kid's really weird, cute. (laughs) My dad does not like believing in any of that stuff. Um, And once I was three, that you're able to talk a little more, I would look in the mirror and get really angry of the way I look like, and I would pull my face, literally pull my face with both hands and scream at the top of my lungs, this is not my face, this is not my face. Like that, legit, straight at the mirror, like scream and like be so mad at the way I look, screaming, this is not my face. So my mom started realizing, oh my God, no, like something is coming back or something. And uh, obviously my sister, who's seven years older than me, was like, um, I don't want a sister anymore because she's so my mom was just trying her best for me to just have a normal childhood, you know, and but it just I just couldn't. I was I was too mature from the other kids and I I would always have really unnecessary comments. Until one day I asked my mom, really angry, and I was like, So what number mom are you? And my mom's like, What? I'm like, What number mom are you? And so my mom decided to say to me, I'm the last one you're going to have and the best one and apparently from that moment just like that in a switch I changed into a kid and I did not become the same and I was a different person wow. like my mom hugged me after that and I became a kid apparently like I couldn't stop talk as well anymore and I was just a little girl all of a sudden like I changed and I have no recollection of this whatsoever uh, but apparently that was terrifying. And long but, story short, I'll, I will because my story's going off long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm 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 sitting here engaged, like looking at the cat, make sure the cat's not gonna jump at me and claw me. <laughs> but when we moved to Canada, uh, yeah, when I was you know 13 ish years old, uh, all was good. You know, nothing happened uh, of that paranormal stuff in my childhood and then we moved here um and all the bad shit came back hmm. and this was on our on the first house we moved into when we moved to canada you know things were fine the first year and all of a sudden really scary stuff started happening in that house uh when we opened it up for renovations it all started off with bad luck more more or less uh, in the family, you know, moving from country to country, you know, financially things go wrong. Uh, you know, my sister and I were starting to have trouble in school because learning the language, not making friends, you know. It all started looking more like bad luck kind of stuff for us until that kind of bad energy moved into the house. Um, and by that, I mean when the house started opening up, for renovations and whatever like we would all be sitting at the dinner table all of us together and it was one of those houses where if a window or door is open or opens it would go like a little sound alarm mm-hmm. and in the kitchen it had this big board 
that would show you where the light is is opened because mm-hmm. it was a very big house. It, 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 there was an actual board showing you, okay, what window or what door has been opened. And uh, we would all be sitting together eating dinner, and all of a sudden, dee, 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 but we're all there. And it started off with just a couple dee, 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 kind of sounds when we were eating dinner until one day the sounds were back-to-back, like that, and we would look at the board, and I shit you not, each little light that kept opening was in order of the house. So as if someone was walking, opening up one by one. Oh, fuck all that noise. (laughs) weird. So my dad immediately was like, oh, that is nothing. It's just the cables are broken, you know, trying to fix it. And... And each room had an intercom button so we can talk to each other, like walkie-talkies, but on the wall. Mm-hmm. The house was big. So sometimes we would be like, I, I, I would ring my mom or someone to someone else. I'd be like, hey, can you pass me the blah, blah, blah. And immediately the answer back would be like, <laughs> like really weird. And all of us were like, I didn't press it. I didn't press any weird things that at first we're like, okay, you can totally say that it's a, it's a technical problem, but things started getting really weird. You know, my mom would be vacuuming, the vacuum would unplug and she, you know, things like that, you know, things would move. My sister would be in the kitchen thinking someone was going in and sitting down to watch TV and she was talking to herself and then sees and nobody's there until... When I turned, when I was, I turned 14, all the bad things that were starting to happen were more towards me. And by that, I mean, one of the first few things was uh, I was playing uh, with my little cousin who was over for vacation. They were staying with us. I was playing with him, um, tag, hide-and-go-seek tag with my little cousin, and on the second part of the house, it's like a zigzag. It's like one big floor and all zigzag where all the bedrooms were. And there was like eight bedrooms. So that's long hallway, long zigzag hallway of just bedrooms. And I, I saw my cousin run through there. And so I obviously I go towards him. And I just see the shadow of who I thought was my cousin's shadow go, you know, ending each zigzag of the hallway. So I'm thinking I'm chasing my cousin, and when the shadow enters my room, and I enter behind the shadow my room thinking, okay, I've caught you now, I enter, and oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Um, I enter my room, and all I see is just this shadow with no body. It's just a literal shadow in front of me that goes from the ground and up onto the wall. It was just a double shadow just standing there right at me. Oh, my God. I've never felt such confusion and fear and every emotion in my body at one time. That was the first time I've ever seen anything so strange that I just screamed at the top of my lungs and put myself in a fetal position because that apparently is my self-defense mechanism. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Rainer's totally laughing in the back because it's true. Whenever he scares me or someone, I literally drop you to the just ground <laughs> in a fetal position and just scream because that's the best thing I know what to do. Like a possum, I just yeah. <laughs> It and works in the nature in the, in the animal kingdom. Why why wouldn't it work with us? Come on now. Right, right. Well, nothing happened to me. The shadow didn't do anything. <laughs> of course it didn't. Um, you were playing possum. Yeah, possum work. Yeah. Worked. yeah. So that happened, and I screamed so much. And since that moment, I started seeing things. We had a pool, and whenever I would dive in, I would see literal dead bodies in the pool. Fuck. And my imagination was was. I thought I was just really going wild in my imagination, but it wasn't. One of the scarier, scariest things that happened was I was getting, during when all this was happening, I was starting to get a bit sick, like illness sick. And in one of those nights, my mom in her dream, someone, uh, and by someone, apparently it was my uncle who fell asleep again and let his soul travel. My uncle was trying to wake up my mom saying, you need to go see Gigi, you need to go see Gigi, wake up, wake up, you need to go see Gigi now. And when my mom woke up, because of what she thinks she dreamt, my mom woke up, kind of got up, and slammed. She just felt like someone just slammed her back on the bed, and she felt someone's weight, like someone was kneeling on her chest and choking her. And my mom started like, like choking on the bed, flailing her feet, trying to wake up my dad beside her. And she could not see, but intensely feel someone on top of her saying, fuck you, fuck you, go back to sleep, fuck you, like someone like that. Until my dad noticed my mom's flailing and choking on her own, wakes her up and like, my mom just kind of stood still for a moment. And my mom told my dad, go check on Gigi now as she was trying to catch her breath. And sure enough, I was getting pneumonia and my fever was skyrocketing. Like wow. it was so high. I had to go to emergency that night. Damn. And, uh, yeah. and even in the next minute, my uncle calls and asked her, are you okay? And that's really weird. Cause like, how would he know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Are you, are you sure this house wasn't built on like an ancient Indian burial ground? My God. That's terrifying. So, so that, and so my mom was like, that's it, no more, you know, and, and I just told you guys really quick, but like a lot of little things happened, but that was definitely the biggest one that my mom said, no more. So my mom looked through all our shit, found the emergency candle, the Tim Burton candle I told you guys about, (laughs) and did the weirdest ritual, which made all of us believe. She put that candle on this big plate. Uh, you know, she called one of her friends up who was a medium as well, and they talked about what to do. And so my dad was like, oh, my wife is kind of crazy, but I love her. So my dad was like, I'm not believing in any of this. For me, was things were weird. You know, I was kind of at a teenage age where I'm confused, too. So, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what to believe, I guess you could say. Right. And uh, my sister wasn't seeing enough things to believe as well. So... We just thought my mom was a bit cuckoo. So the night that my mom did this crazy ritual, you know, she put weird flowers and all this stuff. We were all sleeping and we just hear clack, 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 like 
tons of plates are fall- getting like thrown and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my dad immediately comes out with a bat, and we're all coming out like, "Oh my god, someone broke in!" And we all go to the kitchen, and nothing's out. Just all the drawers and stuff are open, but Jeez. nothing was broken. And my mom sees the little shrine she built where she put the candle and stuff. And the only thing that was broken, the candle was super small by that point. The only thing that was broken was the plate underneath the candle was black. Like, went from white to black, like burnt. Hmm. And apparently that's bad because my mom's reaction was like, oh, open the door, open the door. And so we all like, okay. So we all like rush, open the door. And my mom's saying all this weird voodoo shit out loud. I can't remember what she was saying. She just, like, throws the candle on the plate outside. And I shit, you know, the moment that stuff went outside, the stuff went into flames, into fire, and all of us screamed so loud. And I will never forget that imagery. Wow. All that shit, when it hit outside, it just burnt in huge flames. So... That's why a lot of those movies scare the shit out of me because I can point out stuff that I'm like, that shit really happens for real. Goddamn, I'm oh. freaking out right over here and I'm just like visualing it in my mind. And we're yeah, actually, and you can't see us, but we're actually huddling together, God, you know, just arm in arm. Goddamn, last time we were on the, last time we talked to you, you were talking about you wrestling teddy bears and all kinds of happy shit. Next thing you know, welcome back, Gigi. Well, let me tell you some tales of terror. You know, <laughs> God, that's t- tales from Nacho. That's scary shit right there. I'm freaking yeah, the fuck and, out. God. And it took me a long, long time to get over it. All of us took a lot. My dad doesn't really know how to explain what happened that day. He's how to how can you? Shit. Right? Mm. He's trying to always come up with reasons why that candle went on fire. And. Long story short, we've had something follow us since. Nothing as bad or dangerous as that one time in that house. Uh, we've moved twice, now a third time. Uh, but the house we moved immediately after that, nothing was too bad. Um, only one incident happened really scary where my nose bled so much after something pushed me towards the door and my and my nose was bleeding so much. That was the only scary thing that happened. Uh, oh, yeah, Rainer. I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, and and I felt a guy was following me. I, I was going to, to a birthday party, and I was seeing the same guy almost every block. Like, every couple lights, I saw I would see the same guy staring at me over on the street. It was me. <laughs> I I thought it was you. Yeah. That's why I was okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear you just hear a ghostly whisper, fine like wine. Fine like wine. That happened at that house and then we moved to this one that we're in right now. I haven't knock on wood experienced anything scary but Rainer did and that's the first time I've ever seen him jump and literally be like in loss of words did he fall in the fetal position too he almost went in a few no he just said holy shit like so loud (laughs) Um, he he was sitting on the couch and we have a music stand because my dad plays music he plays cello and the music stand was just beside the couch and Rainer was hanging out sitting on the couch and the music stand has to be picked up to move because it's made out of metal like it's heavy mm-hmm. like you can't wind can't knock it out 
and the and the stand literally moved like someone passed by and knocked it, and that made Rainer jump. So I've never seen him like that. And oh, holy shit! The nightstand moved. Did you see it move? It just moved. And <laughs> I know it moved because I know Rainer does not get scared of anything. So that happened. And my best friend Luke always has nightmares sleeping over at this house. He always has nightmares sleeping over at my house. And he's believing in ghosts. He does not believe in ghosts. He will always, like ghost adventures say, he will always debunk everything and make sure it's, like, not ghosts. But for some reason, Luke always has really bad nightmares at my house, and he wakes up panicking every single time he comes over. And now, oh, this my, is... my sister heard a little kid's voice. Oh, fuck oh no, that. Oh, no, 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 okay. Yeah, no. that was really scary because my mom was like, I'm going to the grocery store. And my sister's like, okay, see you later. Bye, mom. And the little voice right behind my mom was like, hi, Romy. And my sister was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm coming with you. And she immediately got in the car, like pale white. She was like, I literally heard someone say goodbye to you. And not long ago, and this is really freaky shit. I wonder, oh, I wonder if it's still on my phone. Okay, yeah. What? Oh, no. Oh, God. I know we have to hang up soon, but I totally have to show you guys this. I'm telling you, this is so, Nacho from the crypt. I'm freaking out. This house was a little haunted. We, well, the first thing that was scary was, see, like, nothing was too scary until lately. Because, like, the only thing that I saw before was my my dad, my mom, and me, we were on the kitchen table hanging out, and the flower vase fully moved in front of us from left to right, like like a big move. Made all of us jump. And since then, I never saw anything. I would just feel strange presences, or I would hear Nacho cry in weird parts of the house like he was looking at something but there's nothing there uh you know how dogs apparently can see ghosts mm-hmm. parts of the house where both my cat and nacho refuse to go or to stand or they look at it for hours like paranormal activity they just stand there and like for hours on end both the cat and the dog and they never met each other because the cat passed away before nacho they both go to the same spots and look at things the same way and get scared of the same places. Better light some sage I'll, and call a priest shit. Yeah. And the last thing to tell you guys was not long ago, I was talking to Shane about this story. I was telling Shane all of this. And, and I was uh, uh, texting with him and the, uh, we were using WhatsApp, which you can record your voice when you message. And so we were just messaging back and forth, you know, about my mom's story and blah, blah, blah. And I shit you know, I know it's on my phone somewhere. And I shit you not. Oh, my God. I, I was just upstairs talking to him about ghosts and all the things that scare me. And the moment I started talking about ghosts, all the picture frames on top of the chimney, clack, 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 just fell down. Immediately all fell down. And I screamed so loud, 
And I was like, oh, my God, the painting just moved. I thought it was a painting. And my parents ran up the stairs because they thought I fell. But no, it was all the family, all the family um, portraits. And the one of all of us broke. And when I went to look at it, that shit cannot fall on its own because it's super heavy. And I showed it to Luke and Rainer because they're like, oh, this stuff falls on its own. And I showed them and they're like, oh, shit. No. Jesus. In the recording, I don't know if you will be able to hear it through Skype, but every person I show, they can hear it. Because I was talking when all this fell. You can hear a voice going, oh, like super loud. Yes, you can, Rainer. I can. <laughs> the Rainer's like, no, you can't. That's bullshit. Jeez, like, everybody I showed to you, I swear they hear Rainer's like, yeah, it's bullshit. And I don't know if you can hear it, but like, the four people that I've shown it to, the four people were like, what's that voice in the back? All of them said that. And I never heard it. And now I can kind of hear it. But let me hear it. I think I found it, won't I? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay, I found it. Oh, I no. don't know if you can hear it because um, cause it's through. But you can definitely hear how all the stuff falls in the back. Here, let's see if we can hear this. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to hear it. <laughs> no, no. It's just it's just the proof that all the shit mm-hmm. happened while I was talking about ghosts and stuff. Um, let's see. Quiet. Stop eating chips, Rainer. Hold on. <laughs> Stop eating chips. <laughs> I don't think you can hear it through that, but you can hear all this shit we falling can, yeah. in the back. Let me try it again. Rainer, stop eating chips. <laughs> then stop eating nacho chips. <laughs> nacho chips. Nacho, nacho chips. chips. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. And I guess a little... Do you hear that? How yeah. It goes like that? Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it, but... No, I heard it. It was... <laughs> Let me try one last time. One last time. And I guess little. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You know what? When stuff falls that is that heavy, the sound doesn't continue and drag on. It just kind of fat falls. Right, mm-hmm. right. But if you hear it closely, there's like a sound that, that doesn't stop. And every person I show it to points that out. Uh, like I, I, I don't know if through Skype it sounds good, but, but I don't know. It scares the shit out of me. It just, so, it just sounds like you're this like walking magnet for you know the otherworldly, the mm-hmm. unearthly. It's, yeah, I don't know. Like after that recording, weird little things started happening. The elevator was going up and down on its own. Uh, Less than three weeks ago, the elevator door opened on its own, and my dad witnessed it because my dad was like, what the fuck, like super out loud. And we're like, well, we're moving, so <laughs> let's hope nothing happens in this new house. You, right? we're, we're putting the good juju out for right. everyone, you know. Um, honestly, let me ask you really quickly, uh, Rainer and Gigi, have you guys seen the documentary The Nightmare? No, it's, I've heard of it. Though. It's on Netflix, and what you've been describing, uh, especially with uh, Luke getting like nightmares and stuff, 
yeah, that's what it sounds kind of like. You should definitely check it out. It's it's scary though. I'll tell it you, is it's, very it's, scary. It's, very, it's it's a documentary, but it's a terrifying documentary. Check that out. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, but, uh, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, it's yeah, the guy that did a uh, room. That's, that's why we. That's my story. Yeah, well, that it's was on, it's on Netflix. It's the guy you who did room room two thirty seven. Yeah, about the, the shining. shining. Well, you have definitely scared the shit out of me at this point. I don't want to go home. Yeah. like I know as soon as I walk to my car, there's going to be like animals and shadows and shit coming after Honestly, me. Honestly, if you're ever in the Kansas City area, do not come anywhere near my house because I just do not want any of that craziness coming in here. I'm telling you right now. We'll, we'll record. We'll, we definitely want you on the show, but maybe what we'll do is we'll meet in like a, a IHOP, a, a church. Yeah, you know what? Pancakes. Nothing bad happens. You guys want to Netflix and chill? <laughs> yeah, right. We can do Netflix and chill, yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is Watch the nightmare. Just oh, God. Like, freak each other out. Just live chat. Yeah, Snapchat with each other while watching the nightmare. Yeah. Next uh, time, I'll, just, I'll, I'll tell you guys more, like, more little details. You know, every time, I'll, I'll, I'll share a new little incident that happened. I know, you know this. Times, I, I told you guys the story fast, even though it took a while. But there's so many little scary things that happen to us, you know, that are definitely worth worth sharing and scaring people. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, last time was wrestling teddy bears, and now it's Nacho from the Crypt. It's it's crazy. It's perfect. It's what we call <laughs> cognitive dissonance, and it works really well pairing one thing with the other like that. Um, honestly, though, thank you guys for taking the time to talk with us. Um, this is something we always enjoy. Uh, Gigi, having you back on for the second time. Rainer, we're definitely going to have you back on again. Um, I would love to be back, guys. Yeah, of course, of course. So any any last thoughts, parting thoughts, before we uh, wrap it up tonight? Well, we're, we're just super excited. You know, Madre is, is going to your guys' hometown, and we can't wait for people's reaction. You know, it's, it's one of our latest shorts, and we totally want to hear what, what people think about it. So, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think just, you know, keep following us and keep, keep seeing what's going on because we're always trying to stay active. And um, the biggest thing is, is that if you reach out to us, we'll reach back to you guys. And that's it. That's our thing, right? Gotta love the interactivity, man. Gore is love, baby. Gore is love. All right. Oh fuck yeah. yeah! Oh, that's not a problem. Believe me, uh, we've we've gotten good reaction from everyone with you guys on, and again, we're just happy to have you know the denizens of Lucha Gore Productions here we, with us. We could probably have like a new segment of Tales of Terror from Gigi Salgado, you know, and like Gigi One Hundred One right there. <laughs> Love it. Giving you the crash course. So again, you guys, make sure you're checking out Lucha Gore Productions and make sure you're going to be at the Panic Film Festival February 5th through 7th at the Screenland Armor, especially February 6th at 1 o'clock with the Short Film Showcase. Genius and I are going to be mm-hmm. pimping the wares of all these filmmakers and yeah. especially, say it, for, say, it with, say it for me, man, Madre de, Ma- Madre de Dios. Thank you, genius. Yeah. That was really good. I know. I'm going to work on this eventually where I'm going to just sound fluent. <laughs> How Rainer says it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take Greg through all the like the Mexican stores and I'm like these are frijoles. Say it with me, frijoles. <laughs> frijoles. Getting there. Okay. Getting there. Slowly but surely. Hey, make sure you all the listeners out there, make sure you send out much love to uh, Luchagor because they have really have been knocking it out of the park consistently. Thank you so much, guys. Of course. Thank you, guys. Well, until next week, guys, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Bye.